is in the know for Monday, March 20, the 79th day of 2023. There are 286 days left in the year. Good morning, MV, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country, and the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament in the books. Spring is here, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. You know, uh, in addition to spring arriving later on today, I presume you're happy about that. Oh, yeah. Today is actually also the only palindromic date of 2023. 32023. Okay. Spin it around. You get 32023, and it's the only time this year you get one. I didn't hardly believe it when I read it. I kind of read it and was like, oh, no, that's not one. That's not one. So today you can just uh, mirror yourself all day today, and you okay. can enjoy spring at 424 this afternoon, by the way. He is the five time winner of the coveted Ohio Newswalk Award. He's the two time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo. And even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm wondering, do you ever recall an opening weekend of the NCAA tournament with more madness? Yeah, I think it's like this most years. I think it's... it's, it's uh... Two number ones don't get out of the opening weekend? Well, that's not uncommon. You get two number ones, a number two that doesn't uh-huh. get out. You get Fairley Dickinson that has a shot even late in the game against FAU last night. FDU versus FAU, that was a good game. Uh, there were just some really good basketball yeah, games Yeah, there yesterday. was. And then there was some disappointing ones. I'm not talking about the, the obvious. I'm just saying that there were some games that weren't close that I was kind of hoping would be closer, just like I know that the San Diego State uh, Furman game to start off the week, to start off on Saturday, I was like, oh, I thought that was going to be a good game, and it was not. Uh, so it was, you, you had a lot of ups and downs. Not too many buzzer beaters, though, throughout the weekend. Yeah, I spent a lot of the weekend in first place, even though knowing I would eventually end up in last place. You're still there. Of, uh, did I end up there last night? You, you are still there. Whit- but Whitney spent most of the day yesterday one point ahead of me. And then apparently I picked something last night that uh, went against what she picked, so I might be back in first place. But my total point numbers, um, my total my total point possibility still uh, not the lowest, uh, <laughs> but it's low. I thought you, yeah, you're you're down there though. I think Whitney has the most, and I have the second most remaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but honey, I looked at your bracket last night, and yeah. all of your pathways to the final four are now blocked. So okay. all four of your teams in the final four. So uh, that's a lot of red checking up your you yeah, know uh, X, X marks across right there. Now. So I've got three of my four final four teams. You do. I still have uh, just one. I think um, I've got so Houston, Baylor, Houston, Alabama, and uh, Gonzaga. I still have left. So you saw Kansas exit. You saw Purdue exit. Uh, and the Sweet 16 won't have Duke, North Carolina, or Kentucky for the first time, for the second time since 1979. 
No. And uh, former Blue Blood Indiana also won't make it into the Sweet 16. Um, and, UCLA's really the only one? Yeah, I guess they are. And, and I mean, they. I guess we still got to give them credit for being Blue Blood, even though they went through a period where they certainly weren't, but they seem to be on the... Uh, on the other track currently. Uh, you got Princeton, you got Florida Atlantic. Uh, South region, Alabama looks like the number one seed, and they will come to Louisville this weekend. They'll play uh, San Diego State, and then you've got um, you've got uh, Creighton. And well, Princeton. Creighton and Princeton on that. And then uh, where does Tennessee play? Tennessee plays in Tennessee where Kentucky is, was going to go. Oh, yeah. So they right. play FAU. And then uh, it'd be Kansas, yeah. Kansas State and Michigan State. So I think we're all owls this week. Yeah, well, <laughs> with, yeah I think it's what that, they say down there. FAU. Yes. Um, who else? Uh, the Houston Cougars now head to Kansas City, where they'll face Miami. Miami looked pretty good last night. I don't know if they look better than Houston, but Miami looked better than. And then for an ACC team, they look good. Texas is the two seed there against. I can't even remember who the three seed is in that in that region. So what did you think of Musselman taking his shirt off? I don't care. Did you feel like, in ways, I felt like he was kind of, I thought he was upstaging his team just a little bit. I, I thought, I and I Here's also. Here's the thing. Huh? I can guarantee his team loved it. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Is but, it worth looking at? I, I, mean, I mean. Is he hot? I mean. Well, I mean, he's old man hot. But, I mean, I don't know that he's hot. But he's he's fit. I mean, he looks fine. Okay. But it just—I don't know. It, it's a—I guess it's to me. It's just, a little bit unbecoming of a I, head basketball coach at the NCAA nah, Division care. One school. I don't see it. It's it's funny because and and this is not a shot or anything. It's like your age group has that that mentality. Mm-hmm. My age group's like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like I guess I, I mean, it, it, and here's the thing: if now, Coach Cal would never. No, but if if if, no. if if Eric Musselman was the coach of Kentucky, fans probably would have been like, yeah. Maybe, yeah. So, and it's just one of those things Maybe. that, and since he coaches at Arkansas, that probably adds an extra level. It, it of, adds. I gave. I mean, I was happy to see. I hey, I was for the SEC all the way through. I thought the SEC. We were seeing uh, outside of Missouri, we were seeing a lot of why Kentucky didn't seem like they were very good this year is because the SEC has really uh, upped its game, and uh, so I was I was kind of for it. But I I just thought I don't know. I mean, but it also care. made me wonder: Does the NCAA care? Because they, uh, for the people that will control what cup you carry your drink in, do they care? Yeah, I got about that when you're at the NCAA yeah, tournament. Do they not? Do they care what the decorum is of the head basketball coaches? And for that, I mean, I, I certainly and here's can't my thing. say. I mean, Rick Pitino walked off the floor giving the double bird to the to, to Rupp Arena. Is that worse than true. Yeah. somebody taking their shirt off? I say they they both are fouls. So. Uh, lots of sunshine and a bit warmer as well today. We might have finally broken free of our cold that we had really lived with Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Spring arrives at 424 Central Time this afternoon. So we'll see a sunshiny day. We'll top out at about 52 as the high. And we get warmer as the week goes through Thursday. And then a slight drop off on Friday back to 65 However, in the 10-day forecast, the highs are all in the 50s, 60s, and then one 75-degree day on Thursday. So it appears like we have done the stair step up to spring. So that is uh, that is good. Mostly clear tonight, 29, mostly cloudy tomorrow, 
and a high of 60. We'll get back and talk more about the U.K. game uh, coming up in just uh, in a few minutes. But some of the other national news headlines, something that will be dominating the news cycle over the next 24 hours is the Trump situation where uh, one of uh, law, a lawyer who previously advised Michael Cohen, who is the key government witness in the hush money payment investigation into Donald Trump, has been invited today to appear before a Manhattan grand jury. This is in the wake of over the weekend President Trump saying he had learned that he's going to be arrested uh, this week, maybe on, uh, he says that it's imminent and has really, um, I'm seeing people on the both sides of the political fence that are kind of eye-rolling at this potential prosecution. One of the reasons is if you're anti-President Trump, you at least realize all this is going to do is bolster and embolden support for him because they think that this is targeted prosecution by an overzealous uh, DA in in New York. And so it's all about Stormy Daniels. And if it was private money that was paid to her, you might not like it, but it really doesn't it really doesn't matter whether it was paid or not. But I'm not sure what the actual charges are. I don't think you're going to see President Trump, former President Trump, perp ball. I don't think you're going to see him in handcuffs. I don't think any of that. He's obviously protected by Secret Service, and they'll negotiate that whether there is a formal arrest or not. But that's going to be dominating the cycle. And uh, if you're if you're hoping that President Trump goes away, this is the worst thing that can happen because this is just giving more oxygen to somebody who craves and thrives on media attention and so he had but then again the other the other the other thought process to that is is if you break the law should that stop you know should that fear stop you from being punished for breaking the law and i'm not saying that that's i'm just saying to play the devil's advocate side of that sure but i've they but if they're if they're going to try to cut the head off the proverbial snake which is you know that that's really what they're going after. If they put an end to him, they think that he and his supporters go away. But I don't think you're going to do it with this case. If you're going to try to do something like election tampering or something related to January 6th, then you might have a shot at doing that. Stormy Daniels isn't going to be the end of his political career, I can't uh, imagine. Okay, so a couple of local news headlines that you can read about at K105.com this morning. Uh, a uh, Grayson County woman has been arrested on an indictment warrant accusing her of burglary and being a persistent felon. 39-year-old Jessica Blair was taken into custody at the Judicial Center by the head of security. She was indicted by a Grayson County grand jury for first-degree burglary, possession of burglary tools, and being a persistent felon. She was originally arrested September 2022 after um, they responded, after law enforcement responded to a suspicious person complaint at a residence in the 1700 block of Peona, Peonia Road, was later found to have um, items from that residence, etc. A Caneyville woman has been arrested on a drug charge in Butler County. Morgantown police say 52-year-old Belvina Logston was pulled over for speeding and uh, through an investigation determined that Logston was in possession of methamphetamine. Logston was charged with possession of a controlled substance and speeding. Uh, there were no further uh, details was lodged, but currently no longer listed as an inmate. The a Kentucky University has agreed to a settlement of more than $14 million over the death of a student wrestler hours after practice. The settlement over the death of junior 
Grant Brace of Louisville, Tennessee, includes an agreement for the University of the Cumberlands to participate in a heat illness training program and to help raise awareness of heat-related injuries. His death on August 31 of 2020 from heat stroke after he begged for water and was refused was tragic and entirely avoidable, according to a report that was citing the lawsuit. Brace was diagnosed with narcolepsy and ADHD and was prescribed Adderall, which requires maintaining hydration, $14 million settlement in that case. Otherwise, from a news headline standpoint, you can just tell everybody was all focused on sports. I think that this this last four-day stretch that we went through, when you lay the Boys Sweet 16 over the top of it, is the least productive four-day period, <laughs> at least from a from a, a working standpoint, that you will find on the calendar. Well, and then if you add a three, couple more days prior to that, NFL free agency started. So it's kind of, if you're a big NFL fan, that's huge as well. So Sam just admitted to not doing anything all week. Well, that's not, that is not true at all. A that fr- is not true. I have my little ticker on my, you've seen it. I have my little ticker that goes through so I can keep keep it, keep track. A, a frustrating, I think frustrating is the word, frustrating season for the uh, Kentucky Wildcats ended with a 75-69 loss to Kansas State. Um, Sam, you said it. You know, I guess Friday before the Friday game, you wouldn't really have been surprised at any outcome. And so they were victorious on Friday night over Providence and didn't look great, but looked better. But uh, yesterday, uh, three guys, three guys won't uh, won't be able to beat Kansas State. And so the season comes to an end and leaves a lot of question marks on what happens here going forward. I um um. I guess apathy is is it, apathy is a dangerous element, a component to this. Some of it is my age. The older that I've gotten, the less I care about how much I was allowing 17, 18, 19-year-olds to decide my A, blood pressure, my happiness, my et cetera. And so I, I can't tell you that I don't care when I watch them, but I had a whole bunch of apathy watching yesterday like this just – you know, th- this has just been a miserable season, ups and downs, and so I didn't really, I didn't really care that much over the loss. But I'm concerned about where that puts me. Well, I think, I mean, it's not like what I said last week too was was necessarily a hot take. But I said, you know, if Antonio Reeves has a bad game, Kentucky's not going to win. Yeah. And Antonio Reeves had a bad game, and Kentucky didn't win. It's not like that was some you know amazing statement or something. It's just true. He just did not have a good game. Jacob Toppin, he had some fouls called against him that I think that was what hurt him the most is that he got into foul trouble and couldn't get really into the rhythm of the game because of that, and that hurts him because he's that guy that when he gets rolling, he can he can just catch fire mm-hmm. as far as you know driving and, and getting the shot off the glass and everything. I mean, it's... I. A lot of people are blaming Cal for yesterday, and, and I don't th- I think that's very unfair. Um, I didn't think yesterday was a Cal issue. No, I, I mean, there were sure you can say, well, you should have done this, you should have done that. It's like hindsight's twenty twenty on a lot of those things. It's just that the, the, the fact of the matter is yesterday is that when it came down to it, Kansas State made the shot when they needed to, and Kentucky did not. Mm-hmm. It's it's that it's that simple. And I mean, Kansas State started zero of twelve, I think, from three. And then made five of their last eight. And yeah, and you mentioned you started at the top about Antonio Reeves. I almost thought it was poetic that I think he only made one. The one that he made was like with seventeen seconds to go. You know, I, 
it was almost like I would have rather that one not gone in and him just been like Ofer because uh-huh. to get one when it means nothing is almost like accentuates the fact that you haven't been able to make anything all game and that was the that was the difference but I feel I feel bad for him. Uh Toppin is clear it's clear that Toppin over the last 45 days is clearly ready to go to the next level. He has an NBA game. He's he, been playing really well. Yeah, he's not going to be a superstar in the NBA next year or the year after that, but you can just tell that his ball skills, his size, he can handle the ball. He's ready to go. To, now is the right time for him to go. What I wonder, though, about an Oscar, Oscar's not going to be a great NBA player, but it makes me wonder, what does Oscar want to do? Oscar, in my mind, Oscar's got a job. In, he has a career in the ministry. In some ways, like that, that he's going to be Tim Tebow esque in the sense of that he's going to use his notoriety in sports to go and influence lives and change lives and and be evangelical. That, that that's what that's what's on the horizon for him. But is he better off to go to play some minor league professional basketball somewhere, or is does he have a better platform at Kentucky? I don't know. And it's also one of the things where you've got a traffic jam. You've got kids who have the ability to stay because we're still coming out of the COVID year with all of these young people being in the middle of the COVID season, some of them have extra years. But then you have a bus loaded of the number one recruiting class coming to town next year and you almost don't have enough slots for everyone so you almost have to tell your veterans i might need you all to go on because we got to make room for this so do you see there being a traffic jam for roster spots i don't think that that'll happen because i think most of the decisions have already been made oscar's gone toppin's gone uh reeves i think will come back cj frederick i know he kind of was talking as if retirement was almost in the option just because i mean he has been beat up Mm -hmm. over his career and he might just be to the point now where it's like you know what what's what's the point of of keeping it and i could see him almost maybe doing what riley welch did you know the the walk-on who moves into like a grad assistant role and he kind of takes it in and goes up through the coaching because he's somebody that that really you know, appreciates having the connection to the to the Kentucky program. But he got I think, to wear the uniform. Yes, that's what he which wanted, which is yeah. important. And I'm glad that he got to hit a shot yesterday too, because he's he's somebody that uh, he's not because of the injuries. I mean, wrist, ribs, ankle. I mean, hamstring. Poor kid's been beat up like crazy. He has. We haven't seen what he can really do, and, and that's what that's what stinks. But I think. I mean, you got that recruiting class coming in. What Cal needs to do is make sure guys like Chris Livingston and Antonio Reeves and some of those kind of tweener guys come back mm-hmm. to kind of bridge that gap because you look at his best teams have been the teams that have some veterans with the superstar freshmen. Yep. yep. I mean, you got to have got to have a fair amount of both. 2012 had, you know, Anthony Davis, but then also returned Terrence Jones and Deron Lamb. So it's it's that balance of 2015 had the 14 kids coming back along with Carl Towns and so on. So Oscar gets drafted, but what do you, yes, surely, surely somebody, you can't take the leading rebounder in college basketball two years in a row and not take a chance on him, right? He's not, I mean. I mean, he's not going to be a great NBA player, but doesn't somebody, he will not be. I I mean, he, he will get a cup of coffee, but he's just, he's an NBA player 15 or 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal rebounder phenomenal rebounder but the issue is is that what does oscar have the biggest issue with 
continuously is guys that are bigger, bigger and more athletic than him. Yep. Welcome to the NBA. <laughs> I mean, what, what's Oscar Sheboy going to do against Anthony Davis? What's he going to do against Carl Towns? Apparently Just, drink that cup of coffee you said yeah. he was going to get. <laughs> yeah, but still, so I think that's what, I, I love Oscar. And, and will somebody draft him maybe late in the second round? But I think it would almost would be best for him is to go undrafted and he can pick his team. Yeah. And then he can pick maybe a situation with a coach that might be a little bit more old school or so on and see what he can't do. He'll probably play in the G League for a year or two and then he'll go over to Europe and make and play three or four years there, and then I think he'll do what, he, what you said. Yeah, he's got uh, – you, you've not heard the last of Oscar Sheboy around these parts, by the way. And He uh, wants to own a horse farm. He said absolutely. that earlier Him save, and Jacob Toppin. Save a horse farm for him. And George Rogers Clark, state runner-up. Warren Central wrestles the title away from GRC. Our friends down in Bowling Green, state champions now, following a 64-60 victory Saturday evening. So – both Sweet 16s in the books now. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Today is World Storytelling Day. It is Won't You Be My Neighbor Day. And it is the first day of spring. First partial day of spring. Arrives at 524 Eastern Time today. Uh, things that make spring delightful. Temperatures are more moderate. 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 <laughs> More. Winter's been hard on me. I was going to say, are you cold? It was, weird to see, it was weird yesterday to see on the last full day of winter to see snow flurries. I took it as an indication of old man winter saying, I could have been much harder on you than I was this year. Uh, outside of just the minus Christmas. seven degrees on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, um, you know, from a... and Now, we may get a... We we could get a March yeah. snow. We've gotten it before. Don't don't you jinx us now. But from a yeah. from a technical winter season, winter was pretty manageable. This might have been since it was UConn's birthday yesterday. Maybe it was it was a little birthday present Maybe for him too. A little, Maybe a little, little, mm-hmm. little, little mm-hmm. flurry. It's like, it's know, like he, confetti. He likes that. Yeah, confetti for the birthday. He got a uh, he got he got Dwight Schrute with a you know those streamer thing or those things you blow on. Birthday, uh-huh. whatever. Like kazoo kind of thing? Yeah, with uh-huh. some confetti meme for me. It's what he got for his birthday. More daylight. Animals and birds that have migrated will be coming back. Trees will be sprouting their leaves. Plants will turn green. Flowers will bloom. Your pets will shed their extra thick fur. Uh, right, so you got... I, I don't know if that... These are things to look forward to. I mean, I'm sure the animal looks forward to that. And yeah, they're just saying things things to to note because oh, okay. now you got to vacuum more pet hair. You might open your windows and get a breeze to refresh your home. You get more vitamins naturally thanks to sunlight. So those are things that you can. I don't know that I was look forward to. really wanting to open this the weekend though. These next couple of days, it's still going to be a little too chilly. Yeah, a little bit. I. Uh, did not get to ask you, Sam, about what did you think about the WKU hire? Steve Lutz. Steve Lutz coming from Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Yeah, I mean, I think it. Uh, it he was kind of one of the, the the three guys that were rumored down the end. Because the first one was Will Wade, and then Will Wade went somewhere else. And then it was either going to be Preston Spradlin, who's Moorhead's coach, Darren Horn, or this guy. And it was kind of interesting to see how how it was working out. And uh, this is 
this is the guy. It, it's it's an interesting hire. It's one of those that I think fans are like, oh, because I mean, before this time last week, before the first four, you'd never heard the name Steve Lutz. Yeah, you knew have had no idea who he was, what he what he was about, or anything like that. But uh, he he seems like he's a he's an interesting guy. And now, obviously, the question is: is can you recruit? Yeah. Well, here here's what you need to know for those who until a week ago didn't know his name. And or for, maybe you're just hearing it right now for the first time. Or some of you are, yeah. Um, he spent four years as a Purdue assistant, and he helped recruit Zach Eady mm-hmm. to Purdue. He also assisted at Creighton, which got to the NCAA tournament four times. He was at SMU and Stephen F. Austin. So he'd been around the Texas area for quite some time. That's That's my one little bit of a worry, is that he's a Texas guy. Yeah, and and is is that me reading too much into the tea leaves of you know can he can he recruit Texas guys to Western can you know or is is the recruiting well, that's where difference, you play your conference tournament not anymore <laughs> no that's, that, gonna, that's, that's over this year uh, yep that that's going to get moved I'm not sure if that's public or not but yeah that's going to get moved uh, it's public now it is there you go uh, <laughs> yeah I think they're moving it somewhere else but yeah no he he seems like an interesting guy and you mentioned the Zach Eady thing I was reading a story over the weekend that. Apparently, when he went to recruit Zach Eady, Zach Eady was playing baseball and was a pitcher. For those that don't don't know the name Zach Eady, he's seven foot four. Yeah, he's going to be the national player of the year. So he's a he's a pitcher, a seven foot four pitcher. So imagine someone who would make Aaron Judge look smaller. He'd he'd make Aaron Judge look tiny. Yeah, I mean, mean, in all seriousness, because Eady's a, a. He's thicker too. Yeah. So it's it was just that was kind of funny, and I think Lutz was like, "Wait a second, I don't think this is your sport." So, but what Western is now back in Western is back into the routine of he if he's successful, someone will be coming for him all the time. So you have to deal with that. But whether you're Kentucky or whether you're Western, if somebody doesn't want your coach. It's exactly what I said yesterday. Yeah, if, if nobody wants your if coach, nobody wants your coach, they're not doing it well. So it's just something that. But Western has historically, he'll be named today. He'll be their 16th head coach, and historically, you have a good season, you get into the NCAA, and then you just have to sit and wait. Okay, well, somebody's going to come and poach them, and we got to find somebody else. Um, that's the problem with being a, a university of that size. It's a good problem to have too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was kind of the issue with Stansbury is that nobody. Nobody ever really wanted him because he didn't do enough to, to right. be wanted. Looks like a lot of pressure, though, on the AD, though, because you got to have a constant short list of, you know, you got you got to get hires right a lot because at the rate that you turn coaches over. But Yeah, but I think that you're getting a guy here. I know what some Western fans are like, well, he's just going to leave in two or three years. And again, like I said, my philosophy is... is Enjoy the two or three years. Well, that and <laughs> if he leaves in two or three years, it either means he's been awful and he's been fired or... Yeah. He's made an NCAA tournament and probably won a game. And isn't that what you want? You would hope. Uh, what to tell you? Oh, gosh, we're running out of time this segment. I did run across a, f- a couple of funny segment uh, sayings. You know, we have some weird uh, colloquialisms here in our neck of the woods, not just in our nation, but in our region. We got some weird sayings, but the Russians have a saying called "I'm not hanging noodles on your ears." What's that mean? <laughs> That's the equivalent of our "I'm not I'm not pulling your leg." Huh. 
They say, oh, you're pulling my leg. This mm-hmm. is, you're hanging noodles on my ears. I think you should tell Leia that later. She might be listening right uh-huh. now. I don't know if her ears peaked up or not. To throw a chicken at oneself in Chile, that phrase means to run away. To throw a chicken at yourself means to run away. Um, a Czechoslovakian idiom means someone who is badly dressed is said to look like the Mona Lisa after a spanking. that's pretty good in mexico if someone asks to wiggle your bucket they just want to dance with you you ask someone to dance and say i'd like to wiggle your bucket i don't recommend going up to somebody in 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 caneyville you might you might be surprised did you drop that line at the caneyville elementary dances I might have a time or two. No, I still lived in Caneyville when dancing was not allowed. The span- <laughs> was Kevin Bacon there too? Footloose hadn't happened yet. John Lithgow was the was the, was the preacher in town. Oh, the Spanish my. tend to obscure with their idioms, and to say uh, the idiom for being completely broke, like not having any money, is cleaner than a frog's armpit. I like That's that. in Spain. Wow. But I was reminded of you here lo- around here. Finer than frog hair, uh-huh. right? You hear people say that. Never heard that. You've Are not, you serious? Well, you've not lived here long enough. Or I say that one. Yeah, no, I've never heard that. Let's see. To but buy a oneself a monkey in German means to get drunk, to buy oneself a monkey. I'd like to know how that came to be. Somebody got drunk and bought a monkey? Uh, probably uh, a safe assumption. I mean, and then the, on the hangover. French idiom is similar <laughs> to our acronym, Rolling on the floor laughing is to bang your butt on the ground. Hmm. Rolling on the floor laughing, sense. if in French, that idiom is to bang your butt on the ground. So Okay, jiggle uh, all, bucket, right? All sayings. Okay, I'm going to remember that Wiggle one. your bucket. Wiggle. Wiggle, bucket. Okay. Wiggle, wiggle your bucket. Okay. Uh, I, uh, a little bucket wiggling party broke out last night at the house. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, we're doing some cha-cha slide and some just other general stuff. Mm-hmm. It does remind me, a new study says that dad jokes help kids develop into healthy adults. <laughs> do, you, do you want to pat yourself on the back for that? No, I just, hey, the, this you're, is good. That means I'm, that. Giving, mm-hmm. I'm giving, I'm um, giving, I got a green light for more dad jokes. Mm-hmm. When considered properly, dad jokes are an intricately multi-layered and fascinating phenomenon that reveals a lot not just about how humor and joke telling work, but it's also about fathers' psychology and their relationships with their children. The study suggests that when fathers embarrass their children with unfunny jokes, it teaches them how to overcome awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, so that's the silver lining takeaway. Mm-hmm. By continually telling their children jokes that are so bad that they're embarrassing, fathers may push their children's limits for how much embarrassment they can handle. They show their children that embarrassment isn't fatal. My stepdad was great at that. Well, just turns of phrases and, Mm -hmm. you know, banging your butt on the ground and, you know, things like that, (laughs) learning those things. What We had a discussion yesterday about something that was, well, you and Alea had an argument about a plane flying to the sun, apparently, to which she had to bring her argument to me. And finally, when I took mom's side, she was like, oh. She's not listening, though, is she? Darn it. I don't know. She she could be. She's no, here, clearly. She's but. not. I think you can, you can kind of 
There she is oh, on, yeah. on my camera there. Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she's not paying any attention. Half of, half of moms, a new survey says, half of moms have reluctantly eaten kooky concoctions cooked up by kids. So if you're a parent, there's a good chance you've been offered spaghetti and chocolate sandwich or whatever it might be. A poll of 2,000 moms with children over eight find 46% have had their youngsters cook them a surprise meal only to look on in shock at its unappetizing appearance. And you can't say no. No. Right? If you've encouraged your kids to learn or explore in the kitchen and they want to put Buddy the Elf recipes together... Mm-hmm. You are obliged to at least hold your nose mm-hmm. and take a bite till till you can at least leave the room and find a garbage can. I know when Anna was younger, she had a um, an overnight sitter, and the next morning she got up earlier um, than said sitter and was going to make cinnamon sugar toast. Um, so I can't remember if she used chili powder or curry <laughs> as opposed to cinnamon, but it started with a C. So mm-hmm. well, there you go. She was close. Mm-hmm. Well, baby cumin. ate it. Oh, maybe it was cumin. Oh, it may have been, Sam. Hmm. Cumin, was, cinnamon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all yeah. right. C so and the M. Be, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, so I was, I know what it was thinking about song lyrics. Like she's, she's picking out, uh, she's learning words from song titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's seeing them on her playlist or whatever. She also knows we're talking about her now. So <laughs> she's clearly, she clearly turned on. Um, yeah, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. She's, not yeah, trying, she's to trying to hide <laughs> behind you. Um, it, we have a ritual it's not my ritual, but I'm I orbit around it of baking cakes. And the two of you collaborate on the baking of the cake, but you're still driving and still in charge of the ingredient uh, ingredients, which aren't all that many. No. But if you substitute cumin for cinnamon or something mm-hmm. like that, it can it can go wrong. I guess my question will be is how close are to, are we to at almost age 7? How close are we to her driving the cake-baking bus and you being the passenger? Well, we've tried it, um, and and she's actually very good. Um, she knows what to get out of the pantry, what to get out of the fridge, um, but she is bored of the actual process. Mm-hmm. So she just wants to eat the icing? She wants to lick the bowl. <laughs> Who doesn't? She might throw a little bit of icing on the cake, but she wants the remainder of the icing container. So I usually, yeah. Yeah. Well, she will humor me sometimes. But when the time comes, there not too long in the future, she will do it all herself, mm-hmm. and it will have to be the best cake that you've ever oh, eaten. Oh, it will be. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it will just be one of those uh, one of those things. So anyway. Parents do what they got to do, right, to help their kids. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know the British royal family isn't allowed to play Monopoly? No fights? Well, made me wonder if the royal, like, you know, the ad is, she says this a lot. I don't play. Right? I don't play around. I, I play for keeps. So I wonder if they're like, if I'm going to own Boardwalk, I'm going to own Boardwalk. I'm not going to, it's not going to be some board game. If we own the B&O Railroad, we own the B&O Railroad. We're not going to play around with that type of thing. But I thought maybe it would give Sam a reason to Google 
and just ask why the British royal family can't play Monopoly to see if there's a plausible answer as to why. The weekend box office Shazam sequel opened week, but still won the weekend, $30.5 million. Scream 6 at 2, Creed 3 at 3rd, 65 at 4, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania at 5. I'm giving it a read now. I'm not... uh, I'm not going to watch Shazam. I haven't didn't see the original Shazam, so uh, I'm not going to see this one. It sounds like it was a uh, more of a Prince Andrew in 2008 said he was given a gift of the gift of the game of Monopoly, and he said we're not allowed to play Monopoly at home; it gets too vicious. Oh, so so it, it sounds like it was they, more of a mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. They don't seem to be the types to play very nice anyway. No, yeah, that's. that's I think true. we need a a Megan versus Kate. Monopoly game. I'm sure they probably don't have anything. They're probably just mad towards one of those. Okay, so Snoop Dogg is trying to resume his I Want to Thank Me tour in Europe. And he showed up in Scotland last week where he was serenaded by a group of bagpipers playing... Still DRE at the airport. Is would is this gonna make her on the bagpipe train? So no. I I was gonna pull the sound file just to give her a sampling of what Still Dre sounds like on bagpipes. But so I'm asking fair or foul? I mean, they can do them, but like I, I don't well I don't wanna hear it. I, I was going to send you the video, but did you see that one of the bands and March Madness had a bagpipe player? I did not. On Friday? No, I did not. So it was Saint, Since it was St. Patrick's Day, I wish I could remember which band it was. They had a bagpipe player. Hmm. I mean, I, I think it's nice that they attempted that for Snoop, but... So bagpipes are fair in Scotland, but you just want them contained to Scotland? Yeah. Is what you're saying? I did, speaking of uh, pet bands in the NCAA tournament, I did run across, it was later last week and I didn't get to it, but I did run across what I will pare down to the top 10 mascots in the NCAA tournament. West Virginia Mountaineers were at 10. The Musketeers of Xavier were at 9. The Virginia Cavaliers were at 8. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, there's something about the Cavaliers that they like. The Knights of Fairleigh Dickinson were seven. Vermont, that was the band that had it. I found the video. The now. Catamounts? I'll, I'll send it to you. Vermont, are they the Catamounts? They are, which has to be on the list of the top ten. We'll see. <laughs> the TCU Horned Frogs, which is what you're seeing on your screen. Yeah, that is one is six. Thing. Are you sure it's not the Froghorns, as Clark Kellogg called them on... He called him the frog horn. In selection said he clearly, horn, leg horn. it was one of those that got, mm-hmm. yeah, he said, uh, the Texas frog horns. They're good. <laughs> Number five, the Gales of St. Mary's. I can see that. That's creative. Iona's also the Gales, though, aren't they? Yes, they're at four, uh-huh. and they're two different kinds. So. Why, why does Iona so, get the bump over, or is it based on the look? Well, so there's. 
Oh. There's St. Mary's on the left, and Iona is on the right. Interesting. Iona looks like they stole the head from Notre Dame and what put about, it on somebody yeah, else. Yeah, I like the one on the right better, Iona. What about uh, the Kansas State mascot, though? That this they just did you see that yesterday? This mm, one looks. They had like... some guy in a basketball uniform, and they just put the Wildcat head on. That's all they did. Yeah. So it was a human body and a wildcat head. What's the prince so, so in Kansas Shrek? Uh, Far, Farquaad? Yeah, that's who that reminds me of. Mm-hmm. What about the paladins of Furman? Mm-hmm. What are paladins? Paladin is like a, um, isn't it like a, a knight or something? Yeah, clo- it's like a, huh, interesting. Any of the 12 peers of Charlemagne's court. Okay, are paladins. Mm-hmm. The Lopes of Grand Canyon? Antelope. Yep, that's number two. And would you believe Northern Kentucky University? The Norse. The Norse were ranked the best. How are the catamounts not in the, the top The best of the best mascot. That's what I wonder. I mean, catamounts I would think would have been in there, but I'm just happy for Northern Kentucky that they got in there as number one mascot of the uh, NCAA tournament. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. When you love me, I can't get enough. MB's point to ponder for today. Why does society think that singing to yourself is perfectly okay? But talking to yourself is somehow slightly odd. I'm not sure that I agree with society then. I'm not. Yeah, that's why I, I, was, why I was wondering. I mean, I'm she not. talks to herself a lot. All the time. Uh-huh. But I realize I do it more than I, than I might realize. I don't carry on dialogue or anything like that. But I have <laughs> noticed. It starts with, here's when I'm most likely to talk to self, is mash your finger or you try to pick something up and it's too heavy or you struggle or you like, I'm likely to say something out loud then, but then sometimes it just bewilderment. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'll notice that, but she'll just, <laughs> just go around. She'll talking. just, well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Plants. not quite like mm-hmm. that. Well, I'm, I mean, anything. Mm-hmm. Do you talk to yourself, Sam? Ah, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not, not nearly as much as. Some people, Some people in this room. <laughs> On television tonight, The Voice. But sing to yourself and it's like, oh, well, that person's no, that just singing to themselves. That I don't I think really anybody do. that is around me very often at all knows that I will say your name. Mm. Like, or if I'm actually talking to you. I think even Sam has caught on here that if I'm in there talking, I'm not talking to him. I don't pay any. Right. It, so, so, not, I don't pay if any. If I holler Sam, he, If it's not. Know, it, I yeah. don't pay any attention to anything that's not happening around me. The Blind Auditions Part 5 on The Voice tonight on NBC. CBS has The Neighborhood. And on Fox, TMC investigates 9-11, the fifth plane. So we know about the four airliners. TMZ investigates how a fifth was also planned to be used. We have Lady Cougar softball tonight. Breck County comes to the Lady Cougar softball field complex, whatever we want to call it. 5.30 will be the start time of that on K105 Digital Productions. Subscribe to the YouTube the, channel and watch. The, the lady putting forth average effort, Tigers? Something like that. Is that what you're... That's 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 no, a comment not, from you, not... I'm not going to call them the fighting Tigers. I, I, is, they're the lady that, putting forth average effort, Adam Tigers. Cox texting us there, right? Mm-hmm. He knows it. <laughs> Today's highlight in history, they're all in in-service. They're not paying attention to me today. Today's highlight in history, this day, 1996, a jury in Los Angeles convicted Eric and Lyle Menendez of first-degree murder in the slayings of their wealthy parents. 
1852, Harriet Beecher Stowe's influential novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin, was first published. Birthdays today, Hal Linden is 92. He played Barney Miller. Boom, ba-da-dum, ba-da-dum. Pat Riley is 78 today. Spike Lee is 66. I am going to give Capital One I love their commercials. credit. They've got a better rotation this year. The you know they've got about five different pieces of creative that are slowing down the fatigue because when you watch it as much as as you know, most of us do during that period, but between the Chuck and the Chuckettes, and then when Nance takes his head off the mascot and says, "I don't get to do my big finale, the Nance dance," the, like the Chuck stop, yeah, the Chuck stop, the Chucker hats, like all the. Then when Spike Lee is the, the referee on the game and he puts his glasses on, I mean it's they're they're good. I I think they're better this year than they have been. Holly Hunter is sixty five. Kathy Ireland is sixty. Mikey Day is forty three. Gone but not forgotten. Ozzie Nelson, born in 1906. Should I know who that is? Uh, the Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Yeah. It was a band leader, was an actor. Carl Reiner, 1922, one of the great comedic minds of the of the time. Fred Rogers, born this date in 1928. And Jerry Reed, 1937. A couple of really big gone but not forgotten. Chart toppers. She got the gold mine. Nineteen fifty-five. Bill Hayes was number one. Hello, Bill Hayes. Davy, Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. Even a dancer. Born <laughs> on the top in Tennessee, the greenest state in the land of the free. Raised in the woods, so they knew where Is the that tree her killed him bar when he was only three. Oh, she's heard it in Frontierland, I assure you. When we're going through to get our churro and on our way to Country Bear Jamboree, oh, yeah. she's heard David she Crockett. Yeah. The Beatles, She Loves You, number one in 1964. Well, yeah, this is, this is one of our marching band show songs. Yes. Really? In a marching band? Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. We did a, because uh, we didn't compete. So we usually did like themes, and our theme was uh, love. And no, 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 no. I guess no. It was the the year before. It was the Beatles was our theme. The next year was love, and this one was one that we did with the Beatles theme. Because uh, Sergeant Pepper was our was our opener. Nineteen seventy three, the OJ's number one with Love Train. Love Train, people all over the world. good song that is a great song because you know they do the shout out to all the geographies around the globe you know <laughs> people down in africa let's go to 1982 journey at the top of the charts with open arms Let's go to 1991, and Mariah Carey was number one with Someday. But this is uh, 
This is her second number one. I think Vision of Love was first. And then Someday was her follow-up single, which really just kind of jettisoned her into stardom. NSYNC Bye Bye Bye, number one, 23 years ago today. Florida, right, uh, Flo Rida, right round, <laughs> 14 years ago today. And Ed Sheeran, perfect, number one, five years ago today. It's a good late birthday present to UConn, not playing Ed Sheeran. Yeah, you're welcome, UConn. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. To plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow. To plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. <laughs>